Alright, welcome to episode 69. We chose not to put an artist on 69 because we love it so much. Alright, it's just uh, Mike D and I, and um, I feel a little relaxed. I just had, and for the first time ever, I'd had a masseuse come to my house. I didn't know you could even do that. And so I was here earlier, and I was like, I wonder if, because I hurt my back boxing today. And I don't know what I did, but I left the gym, and I was like, my back is killing me. And so I thought, man, if they can bring you food, if they can bring you, like, wag walker, if they'll come walk your dog, surely they have a service that sends a masseuse to your house. And so I get online, find it, boom, there they are. There's like 20 people, and you can look at their pictures. It's like a dating site. Wow. You can look at them and go, I choose you to come to my house. <laughs> and so... Let me tell the end of the story, then I'll go back to it. So she, uh, she comes, she massages me. Mike D won't come in the house because her car's parked out front. He didn't want to walk in on something. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that was, I don't know what you thought. But as soon as she was walking out, Mike was waiting out the front door, and then she walked out, and he walked in. So, But that being said, it was actually a quite pleasurable experience. And not in any weird way, but they just come to your house. And it's so much better than – I'm not a massage guy. Like in my life, probably less than 10, and seven of those have probably been injured. And I had to go in and had work done on a neck or a shoulder or something. Uh, so I'm not a massage guy. I don't relax by getting a massage. And it's always weird to me to go into a massage place because you go in and it's in you, or it's, who can say what they want? And you're like, oh, this room's weird, and you have to get naked in the room or get in your underwear, and you know... That there may be a camera somewhere in the room. I know in my house there's for sure a camera, so <laughs> there wasn't even that question. And so <clears throat> I, I picked a person. But the person I picked, I got an email that goes, ooh, I have a sore throat. I can't come over. Mm. And I was like, that's quite descriptive <laughs> of, of why you can't come over. And so, I mean, you could have just said, hey, not available. But I was like, no, I have a sore throat. Got to give me the excuse. Can't, can't come over. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm not going to fire you. Um, <laughs> So they recommended somebody else, and she came over. She's like, I'll be there at 6 p.m. I was like, cool. And so she shows up. And the best thing is, I'd have to listen to that stupid music that you walk into, and it's like, the water. You ever get a massage? No, never. It's like annoying, like waterfall splashes and like birds. And then like Inya. And so I got to play my own music, which was awesome. And so, you know. I played my own music from my computer. So for the first time, I got a massage to what I wanted to listen to. And so I have this whole playlist of like, it's called like sleep Z's. Yeah. So I got to play like Casey Musgraves and I played Better Than Ezra. But I got to tell you, whenever this came on, it got a little romantic. When your legs don't work like they used to. Because she was rubbing my palm right at the time when it was on, like with her palm. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. Like, just for a second, this feels. And, and she was, I don't know, 50, tiny, um, very strong. And um, rubbed very hard. And I, I, I'm super tight. My body's super tight. And she would rub, and I'd go, Ugh! and she'd go, I can't do an impression, but she would go, are you okay? <laughs> and I would say, uh, yeah, I'm okay. Then she'd go, then breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'd go, 
And then she would rub me again. She'd push on a knot. She'd go, are you okay? And that's my old woman voice. Cause I'm, <laughs> you're 50 or 80. <laughs> I know. And now I would go, yeah, okay. She'd go, you're not breathing. <laughs> and so the third time she was like, I rub 12-year-old girls who can take more than this. Yeah. And I'm like, dang, now my masseuse is roasting me <laughs> with no one around in my living room. But it was good. My back feels better. I do feel weird, though, for her or any of the massage therapists. or whatever. I'm not for sure even the official title. Or if there is a different title, the higher up you go. You know, is it when you, when you first start with no degree, you're a rubber? And, <laughs> And then your uh, masseuse and your uh, massage therapist. I don't know if you move up levels as you gain more knowledge. But I think she was at that high level. And so I felt bad because here she was. She was a tiny woman. And she's just walking into a house and closing the door behind her, not knowing what's going to be in store. Like, I didn't send her a picture. Like, that should be part of it. It should almost be like Tinder. Where I pick her, then she gets to look at me and goes, I feel like that's safe. I will also go to his house, and then there's a match, and then you go. Because who knows what she's walking into. And she walks in, luckily, I'm not a creep or anything. And I'm thinking to myself, man, anybody could do anything. Like, they needed, like, a massage therapist pimp to stand out the door just in case something goes wrong. Because, you know, prostitutes, they go, they, like, in Vegas, they travel with a pimp. The pimp goes to the hotel in case something goes bad. And... So I was I felt like she needed to pimp out the door. I thought I was gonna do anything, but I also got on Instagram and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna go get, I'm gonna get a massage and uh, someone was like, Yeah, one of those things happened in my neighborhood where the masseuse came to the house and somebody was murdered. I was like, What <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was just kinda asking, you know, if it worked. Not will I die. So I did that and then you wanna know how much it was? Yeah. Cause I just put it in my car. my back was hurting me so bad. Oh, it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it, if you, it's about the same if you go for a massage. It's like 80 bucks mm. for an hour. But I have to drive there, and they came to the house, and it was like, phew, money in the bank, man. So it's like, and you can anything to come to your house at this point. Car pick you up. Lady will come rub you. <laughs> Legally. Yeah. Uh, and then Wag Walker, for example. Like, what's, that, by the way, what's, that, what's that dog doing? Is he into something? Okay, I thought he was into something. Yeah. Okay. Um, as you can tell, I have a dog, and he hangs around. And Wagwalker, for me, is awesome because they come to your house and walk your dog for you. Especially for me, I'm not home when they do it. It's like Uber for dog walkers, and I'm busy. I got stuff to do, just like you have stuff to do. And so sometimes it's a lifesaver. So Wagwalker, it you know automatically it, it pairs you with somebody, a certified walker near you. Again, think Uber for dog walkers. They vet the walkers. You get quality people. Listen to this stuff. GPS track on your dog's walk. So you always know where your dog is. Notification when your dog uses the bathroom. Your phone will actually bark at you if you have the sound on. A photo report card summary. You'll know when your dog is safe. Your walk details, your time, your distance, your potty break, whatever. I don't say the word potty, but just reading off some of the stuff they do here. And then uh, you don't have to be home. WAG will send you a free lockbox, and you can use that, or you can leave an alternative home um, instructions. So WAG is a must-have, I think. So you can go to WAG, and you can get a free walk by texting BONES to 25324. BONES, 25324. Or just download it. Just search WAG. You'll, you'll like it. Trust me. I like it. Anyway, pe- people come to your house. Um, Fourth of July weekend. Oh, hello. Oh. Yeah, I'm new at this. Uh, Fourth of July weekend. 
I didn't do much, but I did watch a lot of Netflix. Like, um, I just sat around the house. I was going to go to Austin. Some stuff came up, and so I really did nothing. I did nothing except go exercise. I went and worked out. Um, so here's what I watched. I watched the Jimi Hendrix movie with Andre 3000 playing Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. from a couple years ago. I don't remember what it was called. He's the worst actor I've ever seen in a major, major motion picture. Uh, he, was, he was terrible. But the movie was actually pretty good. The uh, movie was a, a B-, minus, and that's with him being a D actor. And he was the biggest part of the movie. What's it say? Always by my side. Yeah. That, what? What? Always by my side. That's what it was called. Is, is that what he's in? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Whatever. I thought that was pretty good. I didn't know a lot of that stuff from the movie. It's like before he got really big. Um, watched a lot of documentaries. Watched one called Dying Laughing, where it's a bunch of comedians talking about stories about being on the road. And it's everybody from Jerry Seinfeld to Kevin Hart to uh, people I've never heard of before. Thought that was good. I watched the Glow documentary, which is The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling, which they have a new show on Netflix. I thought the show was fantastic and it was scripted. And when I was really, really young, I remember Glow being on. I was like a women's wrestling league. And so I watched the Netflix show, and then I went back and watched the documentary. And I thought the documentary was really good. And so I know I told you to watch the TV show Glow, and it was good, right? Yeah, I liked it a lot. And More than you thought you would. Yeah, definitely. But I like Allison Brie. I don't know anything she's been in. Yeah, she was in Community and then on Mad Men for a bit. Community would make sense. I never saw Mad Men, but Community is a show you would, you would watch. Yeah. Um, but I knew Kate Nash from the show, and I couldn't place her the whole time. She was a British girl. She was Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah. And so she's a, mu- she's a musical artist. Really? Yeah, and I used to listen to her all the time. And I was like, I, the whole show, I didn't want to search anyone because if somebody dies and you go to IMDb, they'll say for seven episodes instead of nine the whole season. You're yeah. like, well, they die in episode seven. I always, I've said this before. <laughs> I think they should put that part next to the characters in, in white. And when you highlight it, you get to see how many episodes they were in. Because it's a spoiler if you go to the thing. I remember watching This Is Us, and it's kind of a spoiler, but it, it tells you when the grandpa died, basically. Because it was like only in certain episodes. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. So I didn't go look at that, and then at the end I went and, wa- I went and looked at it, and Kate Nash was in it. But I didn't know that um, Mark Marin? Marin was one of the main guys in yeah. it. And so... It was really good. I thought the series was really good. And you did too. I liked it a lot, yeah. And so Micah texted me that Glow was really good. And so I said, hey, watch the documentary of Glow, which is the real thing. It was made like three years ago. Yeah. And the documentary was crazy too after watching that show, right? That was crazy. I, like I had no idea this whole thing existed before that. Like yeah. I got into wrestling in the 90s, so I kind of missed out on that. Yeah, so it's all about women wrestling and how it was a TV show. Both are really good. I mean, I would watch – I don't. It doesn't matter which order you watch them in. I think you'll find them both interesting if – and you should watch both of them. Yeah. And the documentary is like an hour and 15 minutes. It's not like two hours. Um, I watched a documentary about Hulk Hogan suing Gawker. Oh, I saw that on Netflix. It's newer, right? I saw. I think so. Yeah. yeah, it's about how super rich people can use their money to influence mm-hmm. and how this guy was financing all of Hulk Hogan's campaign or his lawsuit because he was mad at Gawker for writing a story about him years ago. And it gets a little political at the end, which I didn't like. But I thought overall it was a really good documentary. Um, and then 
I watched some more of The Keepers. That show is so dark. Have you watched that? I've watched like three episodes of it. I think that's where I am, and it is so dark. Very dark. And it's real, and you're trying to figure out kind of who killed, but this priest is what his deal is, and it's so dark, man. I watched some of that. I'm telling you, I didn't do a lot. I didn't do nothing except sit in my room, go exercise, and that's it. And that's, that's what I've been doing for the past uh, few days. Um, we we wrote a song. I, I guess Brandon Ray came over and we wrote a song. But we kind of just sat around and spent an hour trying to find a word, word that rhymed with styrofoam. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we did. So what have you watched? Anything? Uh, I did watch uh, Exit to the Gift Shop. That's, that's really good. It's about Banksy. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that, the... I think it's a really good documentary, by the way. Mm-hmm. And it's not really about Banksy, but it is. Banksy yeah. shows up in it, dark, and he's like talking yeah. like this. I thought it was going to be all about him, but it, yeah, it was really cool. It's more of just about the graffiti art yeah. in general, and but a different guy. Yeah. Like a guy that knew Banksy. But you know now they think they know who Banksy is. Yeah, I heard about that. And so, the, uh, let me find the band. I'll play some of their music. But... What they think is because even Banksy has led people on false tips. And Banksy's this graffiti artist who does political graffiti, sometimes humor, sometimes really sad things. And so this I'm typing this in. Banksy band. So they think now that massive attack. Mm-hmm. That this guy who exit through the gift shop is about accidentally tip people off that Banksy is the the lead singer of Massive Attack because they were talking about places they had been and it just it coincided with the tour schedule of Massive <laughs> Attack. Like of every way to cover your tracks and that's how you end up getting yeah, caught. And maybe don't do something at every tour stop. Maybe do a tour stop and you know make another stop on the way to City <laughs> Two. But so here's some of Massive Attack. This is called Teardrop. It's really just artsy, you know. Did you read the story about this? No. Did you know about it? I didn't know. Oh, yeah. So, his name is, uh, like, Robert Del Naha or something like that. And so, they think that the guy that was in that um, is is the guy because they did all the tour dates and compared them. And this guy used to be friends with the guy from Massive Attack, who that movie was about. And when he was talking about where they had been, it was some of the play. It was just, it's a whole lot of stuff to be coincidental. So, yeah, crazy, huh? (laughs) But this guy's also a really great artist. Did you see the Amelia Earhart story? That was nice. Where, in our minds in history, Amelia Earhart, the plane crashed, and she died because she ran out of gas somewhere in the ocean. Mm -hmm. And now they found a picture, and it looks like, it looks like she could be in the picture. It also, because she, she's on the far side, the guy she was with, you think you see him in the picture and you see the plane that they were in. And yeah. so what people think is they landed on this island near Japan, it's, own, it's Japanese, and they thought they were spies and they, cap, they held them captive and either killed them or they died of old age. And so now, according to this documentary, that's what they think happened to her, that she didn't just crash in the ocean. I mean, that kind of makes more sense. That they landed yeah. to get gas. Japan thought they were spies because we obviously weren't allies at the time. 
and they just held them. Because that is just never finding her? Yeah, but the ocean's so big. The ocean's so big. We, it's so big. I, mean, I remember once when they were doing all those pirate attacks. Remember that was happening a few years ago? Oh, yeah. And they were, we were like, well, why don't they just stop them? Why don't airplanes just go and shoot them down? Because the body of water that they were doing it in, this wasn't even a big body of water. It was just part of that ocean, part of that. It was this, that body of water was the size of Texas. That's why you couldn't just go shoot them down. I mean, imagine that. That's how big the body of water was that these pirates were moving around in. So it wasn't as easy as just flying over and finding them. They're thousands of miles away. So, yeah, anyway. Uh, we do sleep number? Yeah. How far are we into this? Uh, 17 minutes. Dang. Uh, let's talk about sleep number. And, by the way, I do love my sleep number bed and my, uh, my number's 30. My voice feels a little low, though, because I've been had a massage. Do I sound low? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, like it does feel a little Very low. Very relaxed. <laughs> I mean, that she, ru- she was sticking her elbows in me. She was a little elbowy. She was a little Bill Lambeer underneath the rim. And... <laughs> She, I mean, she had them deep. I don't really like the elbows. I like the hard hands. I don't like the elbows so much because it's just like sticks shoving into you. She was good, but I'm not a big elbow fan. So, um, yeah, I do feel kind of a little bit lightheaded. And I was like, drink lots of water when you're done. I don't know why I do drink a little bit of water. But I'm going to tell you, this water stuff is overrated. I drink water and then I, I, I can't sleep. They're always like, drink water to be healthy. And so I drink a lot of water to be healthy, and then I can't sleep because I'm peeing all night, so I'm not getting sleep, so then I'm not healthy because I'm not getting the proper amount of relaxation. And so I guess you're supposed to start drinking water at like 5 p.m., so I get thirsty after 5 p.m. Should I just be thirsty? Because if I drink, I pee. Anyway, so I have a bed, right? And so the sleep number 360 is a smart bed. It lets you choose your ideal firmness and your support on each side of your bed. And so, new responsive air technology to the bed senses your every move and automatically adjusts to you. So you can stay sleeping comfortably through the night. And so we all fall asleep if we're a little warmer too. If you go and you lay down and your feet's warmed, the Sleep Number 360 smart bed can pre-warm each side of the bed too. Uh, differently for both of you too. My sleep number setting is 30. My sleep IQ score last night, uh, I don't think I looked because it didn't matter. I'm sure it was good because I slept good. So the sleep number 360 bed, now's the time to, to get in lowest prices of the season. You can save five to 700 bucks on their most popular beds from 2016. So big time to save right now. Uh, any of the 550 sleep number beds nationwide, stores everywhere. Call 800 next bed or sleepnumber.com to find one. And uh, I'm a big sleep number fan. Like I genuinely am. I have uh, one about 15 feet from here. Um, so, and beds are always weird. Like, I don't like going to bed stores. I do like going to the sleep number store, though, because you can lay on the bed and they show you, like, your back and your neck on the screen above you. And so it's, like, real stuff. So, uh, there you go. Sleepnumber.com if you want to hop into that. Um, what have you done on your days off, Mike D? Like, really, what have you done? I mean, I've really done pretty much the same thing as you. Watching a lot of stuff on Netflix, catching up on movies, and working out. Old stuff? Because I feel like now if you watch old stuff, you're wasting your time. I feel that way sometimes, but there's like movies that I meant to go see in theaters that I never did, so I've been watching those. Movies are okay, but if I'm watching like The West Wing, I feel like I'm wasting my time because there are like 70 new shows (laughs) that people are talking about. Or I love documentaries that I can get smarter, although I would be very interested to watch The West Wing. I think I'd probably like that show. It's old. Or Friday Night Lights. Never got into Friday Night Lights. I'm sure it's a fantastic show. Never met a single person that didn't like Friday Night Lights. So I know it's a wonderful show. 
But I feel like at this point, if yeah. I'm watching Friday Night Lights, I'm missing out on Glow or Orange is the New Black or a new season of something else or one of these new documentaries that maybe that will entertain me and I can have something to talk about on the radio so I can be up to pop culture or will make me smarter. I'm also reading a couple books at the same time. So cause sometimes I get on and it's like, yeah, I'll just watch an episode of Friends. But I'm like, no. If I have 30 <laughs> minutes, I, I'll at least give things a try. And sometimes I'll watch some comedy stuff. I'm just not big on comedy on the computer. Because the only special that I've watched all the way through was the Norm MacDonald special. And I thought that was fantastic on Netflix. That's a good one. Just because I love Norm MacDonald's style and he's so dry. And I'll watch that from the beginning to the end. Otherwise, I just don't. It's different to go to a theater or, uh, you know, an arena or, you know, wherever you're going to watch a comedian because there's an atmosphere to it. There's people around you laughing. It has to be really good. And 60 minutes is almost too long unless it's just fantastic. Like, I watch the Dave Chappelle ones, and I think it's unfair. That people are like, oh, Dave Chappelle, it wasn't that good. Well, it's because we built this whole thing in our head about how fantastic he was. But you have to understand that every single Chappelle show wasn't awesome. We just saw the best clips from the Chappelle show each week on the internet. Yeah. It'd be like, here's Dave Chappelle doing this. And we're like, oh, it's fantastic, fantastic. And so in our heads, it's like all we remember are the, the greatest Chappelle clips. So we need all of Dave Chappelle stuff to be as good as all the best of what Dave Chappelle had for us years ago. Even his stand-up stuff. He had one or two comedy specials that were amazing, but then he had a couple that were fine. Some yeah. of the pre-stuff, some of the you know uh, later stuff, even before he moved uh, to, to South Africa. Um, but we get that way, and he comes back, and we just everyone expects it to just be amazing because we only remember the best stuff. And so, knowing that, I still watched it, and I was like, ah, it's okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. I laughed out loud. But I didn't watch it. He had two. And think about this: he had two specials at the same time. That's two hours of material. It takes people forever to come up with an hour. The whole comedy thing, the whole specials are getting watered down because you have people making an hour and then throwing it up there and trying to make their new hour and throwing it up there. Instead of back in the day, you would spend a year, a year and a half, two years really crafting that hour and then you put a special on HBO, or you, but you would have it. Now it's like, can you get somebody every six months? I mean, pretty much. Every time I go on Netflix, it seems like everybody has another special. And so now that's what it's all about. It's more about quantity. Yeah. There's still quality. But imagine if you took those two specials that they did this year, and you took the best of each of them, and you made that one special. That's what it used to be like. Now I'm beginning to be that guy. Like, back when I was back a kid. I like my comedy. We had one comedy special per 12 months, and that was the rule. And we went to the malt shop and got a malt with two straws with our best girl. So I watched the Chappelle ones, and they were fine. Now, they were good, but I didn't watch them all the way through. There been, I, would, I watched some of Jim Gaffigan's for like 15, 20 minutes. I laughed a little bit. But then I fast forward to the end. He does the encore is Hot Pocket. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen a comedian come out and do an encore. Surely people know that that's the encore, right? Like they're – Clued yeah. into that because I've been to a lot of comedy shows. I've never seen a comedian come out and do an encore. It's always like, thank you, goodbye, because nothing else to say. Yeah. Like, you're done saying <laughs> stuff. And unless you're just up there riffing on things or you're making fun of the audience, there's just nothing to come back and do. It's not like you have another song yeah. ready as a band. 
Like we can still go out and do Three Little Birds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I watched. So I watched like twenty minutes. And I fast forwarded it to the end. Um, but yeah, I get on Netflix though. There's so much on there. I can't even decide what to watch sometimes. Like there's so much. It's like when I walk into my closet. I'm like, man, I got nothing to wear. I got a thousand things. I got too many things to wear. I'm like, oh, God, I don't have any shoes that are right. I got a million pairs of shoes. I got on Netflix, and it's like too much. I'm like, oh, there's only nothing that I really want to watch. There's only like 73 things that I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing I really want to watch. There, there are just too many things that I equally would just like to watch. So I can never decide. But I'm going to start watching probably Orange is the New Black tonight have you watched the season oh yeah good you, you do like it it kind of got me back yeah i think that's the show that got me on netflix that was actually, the first big show yeah to pay as a subscriber i was thinking about this how did i get on netflix the first time and i think it was orange is the new black because i was like ah, i was hearing from Cruz, like oh the show's so funny so funny and i watched it and I, I kept waiting for the funny i was like where's what am i missing what's the comedy like i think the show's compelling there's a lot of characters mm-hmm. there there's situations that make me go wow that's crazy but I wasn't laughing. I was like, where's the comedy? He goes, you think it's funny? I'm like, what's funny? <laughs> like, uh, So once I realized I wasn't supposed to be laughing at it, I was just supposed to find it interesting and find the characters compelling, then I really enjoyed it. But I kept going, what am I missing? Am I stupid? But that was the show that got me on Netflix. I remember Netflix was, you get on, I didn't do it, but you'd sign up, you pay your money a month. Back in my day, <laughs> Netflix... They would mail you a DVD, <laughs> and you would watch it and send it back. And that's what they would do. Yeah, I had that. You had to mail <laughs> yeah. back DVDs? You would get online, and you'd put something in queue, <laughs> and you'd queue up your next three DVDs, and they would send it to you, and you'd watch it. But don't scratch it, because <laughs> they'll charge you for it. And so that was what Netflix was. I was like, I would never do that. It's so stupid. They would do video games too. Yeah. <laughs> you'd get on the day and you'd get Mario Kart. And so I never did that. But then I just remember borrowing someone's Netflix account and watching Orange is the New Black. I was like, man, I got to sign up for this. <laughs> because there's mostly just old shows. And then Orange is the New Black and a couple new mm-hmm. crappy. But now, now they've put so much out there, they're starting to actually cut shows now for the first time. Yeah, I saw that. And so, yeah, you can't have the business model just non-stop unadulterated just make everything and spend all the money eventually you have to the point of okay what's working and what's not although I don't believe when they say Adam Sandler movies are the biggest things on Netflix they're like our biggest streamers ever are the Adam Sandler movies I don't know one single person who's seen the movies have I've you? seen two of them have you? <laughs> yeah you're the only one I've ever, that's admitted to me they've seen the that's because I watch any movie but yeah did you like the Adam Sandler movies on Netflix? Uh, I mean one of them wasn't terrible the was it this ridiculous six the other one would, I didn't even finish it but I don't <laughs> believe them I think they just paid a whole lot for them and yeah. so since they don't show their data they say yep the Adam Sandler movies those <laughs> the are the, spend the most on those are the yeah. real money makers for us that gets a billion streams and prove that it doesn't <laughs> and so and you can't prove that it doesn't yeah. it was like the time with Sturgill Simpson when I was inviting him on the show and so I'd, I'd invite Sturgill Simpson on the show way before he turned into Sturgill Simpson because I thought his sound was unique. I was never like a huge fan, but I thought I liked what he was doing independently and I thought his sound was unique. And so I was like, hey, come up on the show. And he never came up. And then um, I had our old station program director, Michael Bryant, email him. He never came up. On the air, I'd be like, hey, Sturgill Simpson, you should come up on the show. Never came up. Well, then a year and a half later, two years, he starts screaming that radio won't play him. And I was like, yo, dude, I was like asking you to come up like 
I was messaging you. Michael Bryan was sending you an email. Um, I was on the air yelling, hey. And he was like, prove. I, you can't prove. We lost it. If you sent it, we never got it. And there's no way to prove that we got it. I'm like, well, you're right. I can't prove that you got it. <laughs> so <laughs> I guess you got me. <laughs> you because it was like, yeah, dude, we didn't get the email and prove that we did. <laughs> hmm. You and Sturgill <laughs> won Bobby Zero. I said, but I would scream on the air time and time again that uh, you come on the show. And I know – and everybody in Nashville hears everything. Even if you don't listen to my show, which most, which most people don't because most people – that's a big number. Like it's, most people don't listen to my show. Some do, but enough do in the music industry that know that know somebody that know somebody. Mm-hmm. I've never once got on the air and said, "Hey, Jim Smith, would love for you to come up on the show," and it not gotten Jim Smith within three hours, and somebody's reached back out and been like, "Hey, he can't, he won't, he'd love to, whatever the case is." Um, so, yeah, that just reminds me of the whole story. They, I can't prove Adam Sandler's not the <laughs> biggest streamer of all time. But I don't believe you, but I can't prove it. So I'm just going to have to go with what you're saying. Yeah, I can't prove that you got my email, Sturgill. Um, so I'm just going to have to go with what you're saying and go, Sturgill won. Adam Sandler won. Us zero. Um, so there's that. Um, then there's also, I guess I can mention this because we, um, we were just at the house. and um, Hold on. I had a text. My, and we just thought we'd hop up here real quick and catch everybody up on our breaks and my massage, which is pretty amazing. Um, and so the whole uh, women in – oh, two things actually I could talk about. The whole women in country thing has kind of reared its head again. Um, so Margot Price, who I like, I like her a lot. I don't know where that – well, I've had her on the show before because, I, again, I thought she was super interesting. And I was like, hey, come in. And she tweeted, I don't think you should do Female Friday because we shouldn't have artists judged by their um, vaginas or whatever. Uh, what else do women have? Diaphragms. Ovaries. Over now. Not ovaries. So it's one of those woman parts. <laughs> yeah. Not testicles. You know, the opposite of that, right? And I, and I was like, well, I don't. And she was like, we just should be judged on our music alone. Like, I, I absolutely agree with that. And she was like, and then people were like, yeah, every every day should be Female Friday, every day. And I'm like, I don't think you guys understand how this works. Mm-hmm. Like, here's kind of what happened, and here's what's happening, and here's what's going to happen. I'll just lay it out for you really easily here. What happened was, this. first of all, radio is a business, and people don't understand that. They think the radio is just like play toy, and everything's got to be even. And First of all, you don't want things to be forced to be even anyway. Forced equality is basically communism. Everybody gets the same. That's not what you want. You don't want that. At times, you would like for there to be more females. Sometimes, you would like there to be less, more men. More. You want there to always be whatever is the best rises up. Mm-hmm. And the best really inside of a business means what's going to sell. Because radio is a business. Anything under 92, I believe, is nonprofit. Everything over 92 on the dial is for profit. And that used to be the rule, not not be the rule anymore. Um, so, what happened was a sound like Florida Georgia Line busted through like crazy, and everybody loves to hate on bro country just because 
it got so big, anything that's huge gets backlash. It doesn't matter how big you are or how amazing you are. If you get really big, some people are going to get irritated you're so big and, and you'll get backlash. I don't even dislike Florida Georgia Line's music. I only really dislike one of the people in Florida Georgia Line. It has nothing to do with their music. Because I think some of their music is actually good. And so, um, well, what happened was Florida Georgia Line's sound went, got really big. And I was like, whoa, Cruise sells like 10 G billion albums. So, other people in business go, well, I need to be smart and I need to make that sound. They just made money. Because if I make that sound, I'll sell too. And other people, everybody's like, I gotta make that sound. I gotta make that sound. So you have everybody racing to make this party-ish male sound. Now, all the labels are trying to develop these artists, the, the sound just like this. And one, there's only so many spots on the radio. That's the great thing about the internet. You don't have to listen to anything on the radio. People are like, you should... Uh, she'd send me a tweet. I like you. Just play this on the radio. I'm like, you're on the freaking internet. Get on YouTube if you want to hear it so bad. You're already tweeting me. Go to www.suckmybutt and <laughs> play whatever song you want. Suck my butt. Got it. And so every label is developing this sound because that's what sells. And so whenever you do that, you neglect the other things. Which are, were and are at the time the traditional country sound, females. There are a few of them that are left out, but females are the biggest group, so that's the one. Even myself, which I'm trying to kind of redevelop the minor leagues again. So they, they just stopped developing the talent for the most part, except for a few artists. They were like, well, it's not working. We're trying to create this male party sound. Let's just keep going with it. So, of course, there's just going to be so many of that. they're all trying to fill those spots with this well there's no female talent being developed so until someone realizes whoa 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 we got a problem here you don't just grab someone and and, and go okay you're on the radio now because you're a girl go if they have to be treated the same way everybody else was treated bring them up make sure they have good songs make sure the sound's good and they start to pop one by one you get you already have Miranda and Carrie but they're the two that kind of went through it all you get the Kelsey's Kelsey was really one of the first new females to pop through. You get the Marin Morrises. You get Lauren Elena just had a number one. You start, you're starting to get more and more. And it starts to evolve back because they're developing the minor leagues again. It's like a baseball team. If you don't develop your single A, your double A, your triple A clubs, eventually your major league team, you're going to run out of players and not have anybody. And so they stopped developing females. And whenever it went to all, they didn't have anybody in the minor leagues. So there's no way to pull up and go, we got another one here. And now there's this arms race to try to get every female. So there's like a thousand females being thrown out there at once. And it's actually created quite a toxic situation among females in Nashville too, where it's so competitive because it feels like there are only four spots and there are 700 girls fighting for them. Um, but so it's people trying to make money with the sound because that's what's working as people are buying. And while doing that, they neglect the other sounds, the traditional sound, the female, the there are a lot of different ones, uh, but for the sake of the argument, there's a female one. And now it's, okay, what do you do? How do we get females back on the radio? And it's not even really a female thing. It's just a, can we get back to, what's this current sound? How do we get the current sound to be the current sound? And you're starting to see it kind of even out again and go back to more of a, and I hate to use the word top 40 because people associate with pop music, but more of a top 40 type where the best Traditional, the best uh, progressive, like the Sams, the best. It's like six or seven of these different subgenres in country. Like the top of those are making it now, instead of it just being all Florida Georgia Line, Chase Rice kind of songs. Mm -hmm. 
That makes sense? Yeah. So it's basically a top 40 inside of country music. And you hate to say top 40 because you get these douchebags who are like, we don't want top 40. If it doesn't have a steel guitar and some hay in my mouth, it ain't country. And those people are stupid too. I was uh, uh, this blogger, and his blog's not even that big. But I do like it because he always has the same perspective. I disagree with him completely, but I love the fact that he always has, has a, he always has the same voice. Um, and so he, he writes this terrible story about me. Not it wasn't written terribly. It's terrible because he wrote bad things about me. Anything bad about me is terrible. And so um, he wrote because I said, "Hey, you just stop trying to define what country music is. There will never be a definition of what country music is." There's just not something solid about art ever. There's nothing solid about art. You can't. He's like, that's not true. You can't. You to say you can't define country, you're full of crap. And here's what Dolly Parton would say. And here, yeah, that's what they would say 30 years ago. You can't define a brand of art. You can say kind of in your mind what it is, mm-hmm. but there's not what country music is. Is it? Does it have to have a guitar? Yes. No. Um, does it ha- there are some of the more traditional artists that are using loops and tracks and you don't even know it does it have to sound like it might have a guitar in it does it have to be a fake guitar what are the rules and my point was there are no rules the people always decide in any art music movies television shows what people consume is what it is that's who makes the rules the consumer in fashion it doesn't matter the consumer always makes the rules and in this format you've had people come that definitely weren't country Steven Tyler was not country I was just nerding out because it was freaking Steven Tyler I'm not going to lie to you they were like do you want Steven Tyler to come I was like yep sure do I was, that was the lead singer Aerosmith like not even going to lie knew it wasn't country didn't care just thought it would be cool to get Steven Tyler on Steven Tyler's of the world that's not country uh, and you know why it was a country because people didn't accept it as that. If they would have, it would have been. That's the difference. The consumer picks everything. Also, this what country used to be, very regional. The South, the Southeast, even there was a different California sound. You know, even up, you know, the rural areas. Now that there's the internet, the rural areas also have everything that the cities have. Everything. So it's different. The music isn't as simple you know my grandma was like you know we had two guitars and a, guy, and a little guy on a, on a drum but in New York they got big bands and that's not how it is anymore anybody from my note North Dakota to New York City to Baton Rouge Louisiana to somewhere off the, the, the coast of, you all get the same thing www.suckmybutt.com has everything on there and that's why it's influencing everyone so what does country mean? It means whatever you want it to mean. First of all, in your mind, because you can pick what you think it is. And if you don't like what radio's doing or what Spotify's doing with the playlists or what YouTube's doing with country, then make your own. They're just entities that make their own. And if people didn't like them, they would turn them off and it would cause them to go, well, we need to, we need to switch a little bit. If I was playing music, and here's the reason why I don't just play a ton – my, let me go back to my point. I'm going to go back. I, I get on these stupid rants. There's a reason I don't make every day fe- uh, female Monday, female Tuesday, female Wednesday, female Thursday because there aren't enough songs that are known right now. And what I do 
and my morning show, we only play a few songs a show. And they have to be humongous hits because we have a massive amount of people listening to the show. And so we don't play songs that people don't know unless it's me personally going, here's a new song I'm going to take a risk on. And I don't even play it five times in a week. They play it once or twice and just put people on it. And then I'm like, cool, remember that song? Move on. Or come back to it in a week or so. But new music, people turn off the radios. A general rule, new music, people turn off the radios. Anytime. There's hardly ever a song that you hear for the first time on the radio and you go, holy crap, that's a fantastic song. I must hear more of that. You hear it once, you're like, oh. Second time, well, that's a little more familiar. Third time, yeah, I think I like this song. Sometimes it takes more than that. I mean, when's the last time you heard a song for the first time and went, it's freaking amazing. I'll give you a, an example. The first time I played Body Like a Backroad, I went over to Facebook and was like, I watched everybody bash it. Everybody talking about how sucky it was. And I said on the air, you guys, you're all idiots. Because I don't even like the song right now, but I know I'm going to. Just because I look at the past of what this guy's done, and I trust that he's going to continue doing what he's done. I, I look at his history. History proves the future more times than not. I look at his history, and I think what I hear is something I'm going to love. But I'm not going to say I hate it because I don't know it. Nobody likes the unknown. We like the known. And so by like a back road, it's the biggest song of the year by far. It's, cro- it's the only song it's crossing over right now. It's the only song that crossed over in the last four years, basically. There's not been another country song that crossed over. And everybody thought it's, everybody was like, this sucks, this ain't country. Until it is. It's not country until it is. And then until it's not again. But I don't do every day. There's the same reason that, for example, like Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I mean, shouldn't every month be Breast Cancer Awareness Month? Shouldn't we be aware of this awful disease every month? Yep. But do you know why you specifically pick a certain month for breast cancer? So you can put the banner up and go, remember this. There are so many things in the world happening right now. A hundred things happening all around us at once. Need money for this. Need uh, you to listen to this. Want you to go watch this show. Want you to go. But if we can go, this is the one month we need you to pay attention to us. We're putting all of our effort into this one month. So you'll look at it. Maybe you'll, it'll move you to react to the rest of the year. Maybe during this month as you're learning breast cancer awareness and you're seeing all this pink that it moves you to do something and you donate throughout the rest of the year. Because they know if it was always Breast Cancer Awareness Day, it, you, it wouldn't be Awareness Day. It would just be something that's always being screamed. And it's just a constant. So the same thing with Female Friday. If I did it every day, it would just be a thing. Nobody would really care. It would just be, here's them playing unfamiliar music again from a female. But because I can scream, and it has a cool hashtag. I'm not going to lie to you. That, that was part of why I picked Friday. <laughs> the alliteration. It's the same thing as... Anytime you you know you pick a month for something, so yeah, makes sense. It does. I get so irritated at people. I'm not. I I I take all the females. Like really, in my life, I don't care about what's country or not country to another person. I don't care. I give zero craps. But I do care that you have people bashing other people's opinions. Going, you're absolutely wrong about art. You can never be wrong about art. Never. If I wanted to say that, I, and I've told the story before, I remember, because again, Johnny Cash was from Arkansas. So my grandma, I grew up in Arkansas, and if you're from Arkansas, people from Arkansas are a huge deal to you if they make it. The biggest. 
my grandma would go watch Johnny Cash shows and people would be protesting because it was rock and roll. It wasn't country. It was rock and roll. The quintessential country music artist, probably ever, it was considered not country. I've sat with Garth Brooks probably three or four times and I always bring it up in a different way. And I've had the luxury of getting to know Garth a little bit. And I always ask him about when he, he was like, dude, I used to wear, he used to wear a baseball cap some, you know, he wore the cap. But he was like, I was told I wasn't country. All the time, like, this is not country. You're, what you're doing is not country music. Who do we think of in the 90s as the most country artist? Garth Brooks. So, it's always going to be a thing. But if you, if you don't realize that it's always going to be a thing, then you're just not that smart. You never have to agree on it. But you shouldn't disagree. You never have to go, hmm, you're absolutely right on that. But if someone has a different opinion about where music or fashion or what category a TV show should fall into, is that, is that a drama or a comedy on Netflix? Well, I actually find it, it <laughs> you shouldn't disagree. And so I get into these, this guy wrote a whole blog about me um, saying there's no definition of country music. And there's not. There's mine and there's yours and neither one of them are wrong. That's it. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> That's really all I got. I didn't even know I was going to go into all that. Anything else you'd like to ask me about? Feel relaxed. Not anymore. I think I brought it all back <laughs> with that. Color back? Yeah, Round how, two. How long has it been? Uh, 46 minutes. Oh, we went way too long, yeah, too. I just kept going. Uh, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Episode 69 is over. Appreciate you being here. We'll leave you with Massive Attack. Banksy. Let me stop that and get this music back on. Alright. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, go back and listen to Karen Fairchild from Little Big Town. Oh, it's being downloaded like crazy. Nicole Swindell one, Kip Moore. Um, a lot of them. Go all the way back, too. You just scroll on back and Listen to like Caitlin Smith when we very first started this, and we didn't know what this was. <laughs> you know, uh, some of the stuff's really cool. I'm really proud of all the songwriter stuff we've been able to do. So thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Episode 69 is over. Thanks to Sleep Number. Thanks to Wagwalker. Just search Wag on iTunes Store. Goodbye.